You gotta spaz on this beat, bro. But how? J- just do it, man. I don't even know what to say. Just go off the top. What? Yeah, just just go off the top, man. You got it. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I'll even do the ad libs for you. Oh, for real? Yeah. All right, then let's get it. It's lit. Hey. I ain't need know what to say, yeah. I'ma just go off the top, okay. I ain't need know what to say, okay. I'ma just go off the top, hey. I ain't need know what to say, let's get it. I'ma just go off the top, okay. I ain't need know what the I ain't know what the I ain't know what the I ain't. Hello, welcome to the OTT podcast, and as always, everything is off the top. I am your co-host Oxtetic, and joining me is my good friend and OTT partner Namai. Namai, we had a good weekend this weekend, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Couldn't be better. You're just big chilling. Yeah. Huh? Looks like you are. I'm amazing, man. I'm you're dropping, good, you're dropping the mate. You're you know? serving looks with the DBZ shirt. Low exactly. Key. You know, I got the trippy shirt on today. Actually, I forgot to show you this. Um, primitive. Do you know about that? Like skate company? Like that's yeah, like t-shirts. They have the Dragon Balls. I'm pretty sure. This is that is, what you're wearing? I think so. I could be wrong. Some Paxson. <laughs> I don't know. Paxson primitive. <laughs> doesn't matter. I bet you any Pax, like Paxson. Paxson got the great the the great swag, the great graphic tees. Shout out Paxson. For real, they do honestly. I wish we were sponsored by Paxson because that would be a great plug right now. We'll get we'll get a couple more viewers and then we can get the Paxson the Paxson sponsorship. Paxson packs a punch. You know what else? Tell your friends that we can get the Paxson sponsorship and get y'all some discounts. If Spotify <laughs> wants to help us out by linking us with Paxson, that'd be fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm about it, to be honest with you. But regardless, you know what kind of music they play in packs on the music that we listen to, Namai? Bangers. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy, man. Oh, yeah, man. We could uh, be. First list on the docket. On uh, some DJs, you say. <laughs> We're all about DJing nowadays. Yes. I wish. Well, a lot of good music came out this weekend. We had a lot of good singles come out. Uh, I think we have five that we want to touch on today. But first... Uh, I want to touch on something that you're very passionate about, Namai. It's this Tommy Lee single with Tyler Yahweh and Post Malone. Dude, the banger of the weekend, man. That song Namai's song of the week from what he texted me yesterday. I have says, never listened to Tyler Yahweh before. How have you not heard Gemini before by him? That is a fantastic song. Damn. Well, I guess I was sleep on him, but he needed sleep. that post he feature to get on my radar. And That's like the first Posty feature I've heard in a minute, too. Ever this since. The first like Posty song I feel like I've heard in a while. I don't even remember what the last thing he did was. Probably but his album, wouldn't you think? Regardless, he kills that song, honestly. Like, Tyler Yahweh does his thing, right? Like, I wasn't really disappointed by the beginning of the song or the hook. I was like, damn, this is pretty good. And then Post Malone just came in and kind of, like, destroyed the song. Like, in a good way. I agree. And- I-, I feel like Posty's voice is, like, one of those... We talk about this, I feel like, every single week where we talk about someone with a very unique voice that can do his thing on any sort of track. And Post Malone's yeah. just another one of those people. Yes, he went more pop, but like at the same time, like I'm still here for it. I'm still here for Posty's voice just because his his the way that he uses invo- his vocal inflection on any single song just makes me want to listen to it more. Especially yeah. when he's on like a hip-hop song, too. Like I feel like I kind of stray away from Posty's pop stuff, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know. I like I appreciate it, but I was definitely a bigger fan of like pre Stony post Malone and like Stony. But then Beer Bongs and Bentley's was like a little bit more pop and I was not as into it. Yeah. Granted, I like that's what was going to awards, so like I can't really hate the hustle. <laughs> he he won best rap album for a pop album. Never forget that, please. Never forget that post Malone stole. A rap album. I wasn't even at the Grammys. It was at a. I want to say it was the American Music Awards. I feel like that sounds right. Was it the AMAs? Well, regardless, go stream Tyler Yahweh and Post Malone's single Tommy Lee. The boys like it. OTT recommends. An angel. It is our song of the week. But for more songs of the week, we got Go with Juice World and Kid Leroy. The Kid Leroy. I don't know if I've ever spoken on this in this podcast. Um, but I feel like this opinion needs to be, be made known to our listeners. And first of all, shout out to all of our new listeners that we just gained over this week. We appreciate y'all uh, coming over to the podcast. Um, welcome to the OTT gang. Uh, it's very nice to have all of you. And uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, and if you're a new listener, please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTop. Get it right this time to my. At OffXDXTop. Please be sure also to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off the Top Podcast. Uh, the, the yeah, this, this new song is ridiculous. I I love it. 
What, for Go? Ready, was set, that? Go. For Go? Talking about Kid Leroy and Juice? Yeah. All right, so give me some preface right here, Namaya. I know you, you stayed away from this leak. Keep in mind, Go with Kid Leroy and Juice has been leaked for maybe about a month or two now. Um, yeah, really I don't know how you stayed away from it. I'm surprised. Yeah. Like, you have a lot I of good willpower. I was so excited for it, and I was like, I want this to I want this to be fresh when it comes out. You know, I heard the snippets, but I was like, I'm not going to listen to this, any more snippets. I'm not going to listen to leaks. I'm just going to wait for the song to come out. And I'm happy I waited because I got to watch the video when I listened to the song for the first time. And like, I feel like that, that you get that association, right? Especially where they had, they had the clip of uh, Juice in the beginning. And there you just see like all the different videos they have of him recording the song and like dancing to it in a hotel room. It just felt good. Um, and I yeah, agree. I think the kid Leroy is like blowing up really fast. He only has, I, I feel like I can count how many songs he has out on both my hands. It's, but, it's crazy to see like his ascension right now, just yeah, because for, for people that don't know, kid Leroy is signed to juice world's management team and the same label as juice was. So basically juice brought him in. He's, he's kind of like the mediator between the start of his career. Kid Leroy, obviously a 15 year old kid. I think he's 15 or 16. He's from Australia, 16 years old. He's from Australia. Um, he has a SoundCloud EP out and he has a mixtape on his uh, SoundCloud right now, but he doesn't have a full length album yet. I feel like, his lyrical lemonade collaborations with Cole, um, the diva, his diva single with Lil Tecca blew up really big uh, a couple months back. Actually, I think it was last summer. I'm not totally sure. In that time frame, and this is kind of like the first song we've heard from Kid Leroy in a really long time, and it happens to be with Juice World in another lyrical lemonade video. So maybe I don't really know what his path. I don't think it was actually a lyrical lemonade video. I think it was a different person who directed it. Really, Which I thought Cole was directing it. Um, the, I, I remember that thinking that I was like, Oh, this is, this is someone else, but yeah, regardless is a really good oh, video. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that the kid Leroy really has nowhere to go, but up. he's only dropped a couple of singles and every single one has like hit the mainstream market pretty well. It's a good thing. I, I mean, his, he's crazy good. Like for a 16 year old, when you really think about it, his talent yeah and like what he can do with his voice and like how he can just kind of go up and down and just really manipulate his vocal register super, super like precisely. And just kind of like with such like minimal, like room for air. Like he's so, he's really ahead of his time when you think about it. I feel like once he releases that full length feature project, I think it's going to be really where people start to wake up and they're like, Oh shit. Like that's killer Roy's like, he's a real deal. Like he's here. I feel like once that first album comes out, he'll get that. And you know, he's got Juice's team backing him up. They have experience with everything. I mean, Juice kind of ascended to stardom overnight, in a sense. And, yeah. you know, with all those people around him, you kind of make it seem like, oh, you know, Kid Leroy has only nowhere to go but up because he's so talented and he has great management behind him. So, yeah, props up to Juice and little Kid Leroy. Yeah, I think that I th what I really uh, kind of like pros and cons of Kid Leroy is that I feel like sometimes his, his lyrical content gets like kind of like simpy <laughs> um, <laughs> especially for a 16 year old i'm like bro you thinking too hard right now but at the same time like like i prefer it to to him like talking about like drugs all the time i think that he he really strays away from that especially i mean given his close relationship with juice world and his untimely yeah. like passing i also start to think about like I mean, don't get me wrong, Killer Roy, is, he, he's very talented and he's a really young artist, but at this, I, I kind of agree with you in the same sense, like his lyrical content is kind of questionable. Because when you think about it, he's a 16-year-old kid. Like, can you really, you know, question or challenge his credibility with what he's talking about, you know? Like, do you think yeah. he really went through the stuff that he's, like, talking about, like, you know, doing all these drugs and, you know, getting heartbroken? I mean, obviously, that might have happened, but I just feel like it's so repetitive that, you know, do you think you know, he's actually gone through this stuff or you just think it's like kind of, you know, a shadow artist kind of in the background honest, where Juice used to be. To be honest, when it comes to the Kid Leroy, I think he's he's still a kid, you know? Yeah. He has growing up to do and he's going to go through stuff. And then I think with time, his lyrical content is going to expand a little bit more. Uh, but I mean, for how old he is and the kind of music he's making, like I couldn't be more impressed. I agree with you. I think it's like, a kind of a testament to kind of where he's going to go, especially if you, you know, you get on a song with Juice right now, especially after, you know, six months after he passed, 
that, yeah. that's a big thing, especially if you're in, you're trying to get back into the mainstream eye. Um, Cause like we said, he hasn't dropped since, you know, little Tekka and Diva a while back. And I think this He's is a good thing. Addison Ray too. Oh, Addison Ray too. That's right. And that was TikTok. But that was TikTok, TikTok worthy. Song. Well, he's 16, dude. What do you want him to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not hating on him. He was in the Blueberry Fago video at the at the hype house, the TikTok hype actually? house. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah. Well, that's that shows how much attention I pay to TikTok for no reason whatsoever. Of course. I also one thing about the Juice World posthumous releases as of late. I know you haven't been listening to the leaks, but I mean, I, I can't stay away because I'm just a huge Juice World fan as is. They mm-hmm. always, they're adding the, like the, the symphonic, like the orchestra yeah, like flourish yeah. at the end to all these songs now. Like even until they you love me. Them, huh? No, they don't have them, but it's like the big, like orchestra, like flourish at the end of each song. So I'm starting to think like, are they going to do that to every single with Juice World in it until he drops the album? Who knows? I At least it, like it wouldn't have fit with, with, the, with the Polo G feature. <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably wouldn't have. Flex is such a good uh-huh. song, too, by the way. Are you still running that back? Because I'm still running back Polo G. Yeah, no, I love that. I've, I've been running back a bit of... I mean, I've been running back that song in, in 21, which they just that released song. the video for today. So Yeah, and you told me that before we even started this. I didn't even know. I feel like that's where maybe I got misconstrued, just because Cole and Lyrical Lemonade directed Polo G's video. Yeah. And we were talking about the Kid Leroy's video. That makes more sense. I'm going to try and watch the Kid Leroy video. I haven't gotten around to it yet. It's probably on, like, on his Vivo or something. I would assume so. <laughs> People still go through Vivo? I don't even think they do anymore. Well, you, no, it's like it's YouTube and Vivo. And I feel like for music videos on YouTube, I think Vivo is like for artists that like, oh, like you, you partner with Vivo and you have an account like a Kid Leroy Vivo. And like they yeah. just put your music videos on there. I feel like I feel like it's just like one of those like channel things. Yeah, Maybe. I think it's just like a hosting thing. Well, it doesn't well, matter. Speaking Still of your releases, we got the new Pop Smoke single. We were supposed to get the album, but we got just a single. But we got that surprise feature from Rowdy Rebel. Do you Carson. know who that is? My man did the phone verse. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't... I, I, I haven't... I had no idea who uh, Rowdy Rebel was when this song came out. What? No, no way, idea. Dude. You're gonna have you to educate me like live on the podcast. Stuff by Bobby. No, dude, I was a, I was a huge Bobby Shmurda fan, and I still am. And I can't wait for him to get out. But free Bobby, uh, Shmurda. free Shmurda, free GS Nine, free free Bobby, free. Rowdy. I support Bobby Shmurda just because. I mean, my my only like introduction to Bobby Shmurda is the dance that we all learned in middle school. Bam, bam, bam. Hot boy dance. I love it. That was Honestly, the only thing. Yeah. But, dude, like, Bobby Bitch, ridiculous. Oh, that song's great, yeah. You gotta, right. you gotta run back computers, talking OG Bobby Shmurda, I gotta, gotta run, run his shit computers. back. I'm telling you. I feel like I've only listened to, like, his most popular singles. I haven't really, like, dived into Bobby Shmurda music. He's also getting out in December of this year, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Free it's, like a perfect end. it's like a perfect end to 2020 when you really think yeah. about it. It's like what we all really want. That will be the peak of of twenty twenty. <laughs> That's right like and when Bobby Schmurda gets out of jail. It's like Christmas and our Christmas present is Bobby Schmurda being free. I would love it. I want I would want, I want nothing more. Home. I want non jail verses. No phone verses. But we did get one from Rowdy Rebel on this make it rain pop smoke single. I'm disappointed though. I'm disappointed. Really? You know why? We're about to argue right now. Do you know why? Just because I wanted the album so bad. They threw a fade on us. Like, I don't want a single. I want the entire album. Into existence right now. I I think that the only way that they were delaying an album that is that, like, that looks like people are looking forward to this album so much, like like you're saying, Drake was like, whoa, 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 hold up. Let me get on a song. I guarantee you, bro, he's doing the drill sound. 50 Cent already reached out to him. Uh, he did a song with 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 uh, Fabio, with Bobby, like, and he's been doing the drill sound recently. I guarantee you, we're getting a Drake verse on. Damn, the you know what? That's actually a really knowledgeable and intelligent thing to say because I think I agree with you. That sounds like something Drake would do, to be honest. But why would you delay it that long? Like, it really takes three weeks for Drake to cobble up a feature and put it on the album. I mean, I understand, but like, you announced the album three weeks in advance. Like they announced it like in like the middle of May, I'm pretty sure. Like, all right, guys, June 12th. Here's the date. 
And it's not COVID related. They didn't even say anything. They just delayed it. Yeah. Like, all right. I don't know. It's not COVID related. It's politics. Who knows? Probably. We don't know that kind of stuff. We'll get it eventually. I know. I guarantee you we're getting a Drake feature on, on that. It's just a matter of whether it's good or not. <laughs> Come back to the OTT podcast when that actually comes true because Namai has the hottest takes that, that I could see for the land, for the free, for the OTT. He's out here today, people. Over the hot, hot takes. Over the hot takes. Um, make it rain with Pop Smoke. Um, you know, I just feel like this is kind of a forgettable track, to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. It's his first single back. You know, his first single since, you know, he, he tragically passed away a couple months back. And it's definitely like one of those things where, for example, we can go back to Juice World and kind of just see how his team rolled out that first song, that first official release in Righteous, right? I just feel like with Pop Smoke situation, this song doesn't really embody the kind of artist that he was, in a sense. Because if I'm going to go back to Pop Smoke, I'm going to go back to Meet the Moon, Meet the Moon too. I mean, Invincible, Element, Foreigner, Dior, like those songs are going to live, you know, forever. Like he basically, like impacted this New York drill style so much that I feel like this song kind of steers away from that a little bit. It kind of just saturates it so much. And I don't know, it kind of turns me off to the fact that, you know, that the album was supposed to come out and then they replace it with a single to kind of keep people, you know, interested in it. But the single didn't really do the hype surrounding the album justice, in my opinion. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm a huge Pop Smoke fan. Um, I think obviously you are too. And, you know, Pop Smoke kind of paved the way for this new this new drill song that we're getting here. And it's crazy to see that I wanted something more from him. At least I wanted something more, you know, proper in a sense of kind of just like, all right, like it's his first single back. Let's try and make this, you know, a special thing. Let's make this a special occasion. And I think they just kind of like did it willy nilly, like kind of just last minute. Because like the album was delayed the Wednesday before the Thursday night it was supposed to come out. Yeah. So I just think they kind of picked it. I don't, I just feel like they didn't choose the single correctly from the album. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Personally, I think that, well, especially the fact that I know who Rowdy Rebel is, I know that, um, that Pop Smoke had ties to GS9 and Bobby and Rowdy, uh, before he passed. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is a collaboration that I think Pop Smoke himself really wanted to happen. Um, which makes sense well, in terms of sentimentality i think that it was a good song for them to drop after he passed um but i would say that content wise my kind of issue with pop smoke is i feel like he reuses lines a lot i mean yeah I, most I, rappers I like, do, like, don't though. get me wrong i like his music but when it comes to pop smoke i'm not like listening for like the craziest like the craziest bars because like no he has okay. He says, "I make it rain on whoever." That is a that is a pop, uh, like a common one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hold the thirty eight for the weapon. You know. Okay. And I think that just sometimes his content gets a little bit repetitive. I'm hoping that his album is a little bit more diverse. I'm also hoping that he like recorded all this music in within the intent of it becoming the album. You know, because I just I don't so. know if Pop Smoke is versatile like i don't want them to do a bad vibes forever i don't think they will i i, I think bad vibes forever was so far away from x's actual death that i think that time in between where he died and the album came out that kind of muddied the waters with it but since pop smoke died so recently that this i feel like this music's more fresh than anything yeah and plus 50's been working on it with him from the start while he was alive That's and then true. he became the executive producer i don't think they're gonna fuck up the album i just think the single coming off the album as far as, and obviously me not knowing who Rowdy Rebel was, sorry, people, I'm not, you know, all knowledgeable. I am knowledgeable, but I just feel like not all knowledgeable. Um, but regardless, I just think this is the wrong type of vibe that I was kind of hoping for. And I agree with you, though, just because he does reuse a lot of lines. And I feel like some of the songs that he has, they're kind of the same beat sequence. A lot of them are like the same instruments, the same sounds. I mean, it's his style, though. Like, he yeah, owns, I know. But, but he owns it, that style. It is, it and I get the same it. style that he's using. I think that it takes away a little bit, but I mean, like, I'm not really disappointed by the track. It's a good banger. And yeah. I feel I, I personally, like for some reason, I just love the jail verses. I think it just, oh, it's I mean, hard when, like you can barely hear them because they're on the phone spitting the verse. And then they always do the thing where it's like, you are getting a prepaid call from 
like and they always leave Kodak, it, it was like Broward County Jail, you know? Exactly. Like, so cool. I, I appreciated Kodak's jail verses a lot. Call drops, fire. Fire. How could you not love that? We talked about Dying to Live last week, too, actually. Overhated, dude. We talked about Dying to Live last week, and we talked about testing last week, too. That's weird that we're bringing them back up. Yeah. Yeah, it is overhated. You're right. It really is overhated. Yeah, we're the the real enemies. We're We're the real clout chasers, especially just kind of going back and forth from this. But going back to your point of kind of like pop using, reusing, reusing and using similar lines and beats, I feel like you know, it is his style, like you said, and I feel like he's an all energy rapper. Like, he's yeah, not really known for exactly. you know what he's, he's going like to Cardi. say. Like I'm listening yeah, because Cardi's I like his thing. voice and I like I like the way that he rides the beats. Like I'm not yeah. really there listening for like crazy bars. I saw some some punchlines like does does Pop Smoke have a single bad bar? And I was like, I not mean, bad. Kinda, dude. I wouldn't like, say bad. They're just like kind of. I'm not trying to. I'm not hating. I like. I like his music, but like. I think that there's definitely like just like this 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 is gonna sound this is gonna sound kind of harsh, but I'm gonna put say, it in perspective for us. Um, like an artist passing doesn't really affect the quality of their music. Um, sure. I think I, like I listened to Juice Roll just as much before he died and after he died, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it's a similar thing with Pop Smoke. I heard about him before he died, like yeah, only only because of Jack Boys, but. Yeah. I, I looked into his stuff and I, I listened to him a bit and it's like, I feel the same about his music now. It's like, I appreciate the fact that what they're trying to do and I'm glad the music's coming out, but right. um, if it's not enjoyable, then I'm still going to say so. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like with all, like the trend of, you know, the posthumous albums and, and, you know, rappers just kind of suddenly, you know, leaving leaving us and leaving, you know, the hip hop world kind of in, you know, disarray in a sense. Um, we can kind of look at artists like Juice and Pop Smoke and even Mac Miller too, that have, you know, to your point, um, that have all this music that, you know, they've been a part of while they were living and they made while they were living. And, you know, you kind of go back and forth and be like, oh, this is, they made the song when they're living. Does it sound the same when they're dead? And yes, you can kind of piece together that, yeah, these songs don't really have as much difference, but I feel like, if these artists were alive, they'd be in the room with the executive producers and the, you know, the beat makers and and any, any, anyone else that needs to be in that room for that creative process and put their spin on it. And I think it's just that little tweak that the artist is able to give whatever room that is, whatever studio, whatever, whatever lounge room, whatever, wherever they are. I just think that extra bit of, you know, artistry and what the artist wants to do with their music and their production. I think it goes a long way. But also to another point, at the same time, when you look at this trend of posthumous albums coming out, you can kind of see like, well, when does it end? You know, we, we know yeah. Juice has over 300 unreleased songs on SoundCloud. Uh, I've, heard we know numbers, that. I've heard the numbers be between like 200 and 2,000. There's, so there's well, the hard drive that he has has 3,000. It's 3,000 on his hard drive. But what is out, I think, I want to say Juice's is like 296 from what I've seen, I think there's a bigger one. I think there's a 500 SoundCloud playlist out there somewhere. I don't honestly like that's where that's honestly a big part of the reason I stopped listening to yeah. any like Juice World leaks, even that like come up on my YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Is like I kind of want to hear what they curate and what they like cherry pick and like how they. It's a story that you really it. pay attention to. And I agree with you, to be honest. It's way but. too much music to listen to, like, and, exactly. and people appreciate all of it. So yeah. I'll let someone else pick and choose, you know, which ones I'm going to What we're to. supposed to listen to. And I, I agree with you 100%. And when it comes to that conversation, when those albums do drop and they have all this music, you know, we can kind of take it for granted, like, you know, Mac Miller has all these leaks and, you know, he's, he's left the world now from all of us. Juice World, the same thing. And Pop Smoke even has some leaks out there too. Reportedly for the album, we don't really know that yet. We just kind of have to wait and see until the album comes out on July 3rd. Um, but you can kind of go back and see, you know, when did these posthumous albums stop? Because they have all these songs, but are they going to release them? Are they just going to stay unreleased? You could probably make, you know, three more Mac Miller albums if you wanted to with all those leaks. You could probably oh, yeah. make 10 more Juice World albums if you wanted to. But yeah. does it really stop at 
the one posthumous album after they die or do they keep going you know like what do you, what do you yeah. think happens after that because i know that well, juice i know World they has, have at least two yeah. plants for juice right yeah they have outsiders which comes what, out after the next album i'm not really familiar with like because i just know that juice world would go into the studio and like record four songs like it was nobody's business really in a half hour i don't really know like, about pop smoke's recording process uh um, neither do i I don't know, like, what his, like, how, how often he was making songs that he felt were worth putting out. Yeah. Um, especially just, like, co- considering the point that we brought up about how he's, like, kind of repetitive with his lyrical content. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just can't see them being able to push it, uh, push his music, like, super, like, five, ten years down the road, you know? No, and I think the only artists from that bunch would probably be Juice and Mac, just because they're both kind of timeless in the sense of how much music that they do have right now. Yeah. With Pop Smoke, it's too early to tell. I mean, he just yeah. like he just broke through. Like when you think about it, like just broke through. Not, and such unfortunate timing. Like we yeah, really I know. If you I literally. I, I got into Pop Smoke because of Meet the Woo 2 at the top of the year. And a month later, after I finished the album, no, not even a month, like two weeks later, he passed away. And I was like, oh my God, no way. And that's just such like a crazy circumstance that, you know, hip hop fans and people that kind of talk on it and, and really love the genre and really, really love the culture surrounding it. It's been, it's been plagued by, you know, this, this 90s era kind of, you know, uh, like sequence of like artists like dying so early yeah you know, like nah, i mean you know, 27 club 21 club even little peeps gone like all these different artists x juice mac pop peep it's crazy to yeah. think that you know we've all endured that as a culture all at the same time and we're all still yeah. here no totally i i think that yeah it's also a lot of artists like that passed really early in their careers i mean like this disregarding mac miller yeah. Like, I, I I hate to like like say say like at least, but at least we got like a full discography from him. You know what I mean? Yeah, we did. He we had a full evolution from Matt yeah, Miller, it, and we, we won't have, get to see that with other artists of his, of his artistry, right? Yeah. Whereas with with uh, with with Pop Smoke, especially, I at least even Juice like had like he was yeah. versatile, right? So yeah, he was making music that sounded different, like each track. I love artists where you can't tell what the track is going to sound like by what it's called or who the feature is. I agree. Um, I think that you that like is a surprise. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great quality to have. Sometimes it, it leads to a lot of like un- unpredictability. I agree with you. I, I think it's very hard to kind of like you know piece together what a song's going to sound like, especially after an artist has passed. And yeah. kind of going into this album, we can go back to Pop Smoke real quick. Kind of going into it, you know, just judging from the single, I don't really know what to expect from the album anymore. Cause I was kind of expecting the highest of highs. Cause you know, after meet the Wu two, I was, you know, really high on pop smoke sound. I really liked his energy and kind of encompassing the person that he was and kind of, you know, the genre that he helped, you know, culminate forward yeah. into the hip hop world. Um, I think it's though, it's kind of like, you don't really take it for a grain of salt. You kind of like keep your eyes open for this project. And you know, when the single came out, I was, you know, I say I was disappointed. I wouldn't say I was like extremely disappointed. I'd say I maybe was like you know, underwhelmed. Maybe underwhelmed is a good word for it. I agree with you. I, 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 see, I think that the fact that you you didn't know who Rowdy Rebel also kind of ruined it. I think that kind of ruins it for me too. I wish I knew now because now because going I, into if it, I, open if eyes, I listen to the song and it's got a jail verse on it from like someone who it's I've different. Never heard of, yeah, I would just be like, oh wow, they really they really chose to put this like crappy audio on this song. <laughs> I didn't I think mean, of it Rowdy like Rebel that. It goes off on that verse, bro. I didn't think of it like I that. I came like Buster Rhymes. I touch it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you go closer in the mic so all the, view- uh, all the listeners, not viewers rather, uh, can hear you spit real quick. Yeah, dude. Give us a quick bow, 16. Bow. Give, us a quick, give us a West Side Gun. Someone, uh, someone I was listening to, uh, I was listening to the song with one of my friends and they brought up a great point that like, you think that they were just like there were people in waiting in line for the phone, and this guy's just like on the phone, like doing ad libs for a song. Like, bow, bow. <laughs> I was just like, that's a hilarious concept. He's like, bro, he's I'm got to talk to my girl. That's crazy. Why, why like, they, they so have, yeah, you ever think about it like whether waiting in line for the phone and like you know, you got inmates trying to like call their like their wife or like talk to their kids or like their parents or like you know, their grand or like whatever, like family members or like really important people. 
And like you got Rowdy on the phone spitting a 16 real quick. <laughs> Maybe a 32 if he's got time. It's I think I, that, it's such a crazy concept and I, I love it. And you know, all too yeah. Rowdy. I'm gonna start giving him a listen. I'm sorry for disrespecting you, Rowdy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to listen to it. you need to listen. He, he's in jail. I don't think they got Spotify in jail. But <laughs> you never know. Kodak tweets from jail. They have to have some sort of thing. I feel like Kodak tells someone on his team to tweet for him. I guess so. I think that you can send emails from jail. You get like a tablet now. What? Yeah, you get like a tablet in jail. jail? Yeah, you get like, have you ever seen uh, 30 Days In or 60 Days In? Like that TV show? They give you like, well, I I watched it a little while back. Um, They give you like, like, like an iPad, like for like, you know, like purposes. You get it for like like a half hour, but you have to like pay for it. Like there's like a way like you have to pay for like that service through like the prison system. I don't really know what it is, but you know, Kodak's got money. He probably yeah, ends up doing that. Good. That's what I imagine. Because I feel like no one from his team is going to tweet the same way as he does. Yeah, that's true. Unless he's like, you know I mean? he's like sending it in quotes and he's like, yo, tweet this, please. Please tweet this. Knock it on the door. Call it in. Sorry, Rowdy doesn't tweet from jail. I feel like he has no. people tweet on his behalf. Probably. I feel like most of his team just kind of promotes his stuff on social. I feel like he's not really about the social media cloud as is. I feel like I've never even seen him when he was, you know, out of prison, like kind of just wild and on social media. He was out of prison for like five minutes before he ended up in real. prison. I know. Uh, Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. Free him, but don't free him. <laughs> well, yeah, free, free everyone. Free him so he can make music. At least put like a studio in the jail or something. Give him like something. Give, Give him, him a, like mic. a microphone. Give him a mic and a tablet. I bet you can crank on a song. I've, I've really thought about that, though. Like how, like if you think about the number of rappers that are in jail, bro, you could probably set up a studio in jail. At least they're being productive. Imagine, imagine what Axe and Ski Mask would do in jail because they were cellmates. God, they would have made some fun. They probably were right. No, they probably were like writing. Like I, they, actually, you know, they probably were like writing every single night. You're like, what yeah. would you do? I you, mean, you have, you have your best friend as your cellmate. had like his walls were covered with just notepaper of verses. I know. Isn't that crazy? I, I, Dude, I think that's so cool. I think that's what's super trash about... I know we said we wouldn't talk about him, but he who shall not be named 6 9 I know who you're talking about. You don't have to say his name. Dude, <laughs> how does he release such, like, moody music when you've been in jail for, like, a fat grip? Like, you could just... <laughs> all you had to do was, like, chill there and write, write verses. He's too focused on grabbing cloud that he doesn't care about the artistry. I mean, he literally got I didn't 88 even million to that new song with Nikki. I just you kind of assumed like, I, I don't know. I heard, I heard a, like a couple of seconds of it. And I was like, this sounds terrible. Uh, it's not fantastic. I do give him some credit though. The hook is okay. The hook is all right. In it's listenable. It is listenable. It's, like, it's not like, it's not like annoying. It's back to his garbage. Oh, I know. Delivery. I just his voice is so bad. I think the only reason why he got clout from this song, and he's—I don't think he's going to release an album for a long time. I think he's just going to keep doing what he's doing, dropping these singles, and just kind of you know, like he does way the better. People. He does way better on YouTube than he does on streaming services. So he's yeah, he knows that too. He knows that too. You know why? Because Nikki's in it like half naked, shaking her ass the entire time. That's why it's eighty-eight million views. I hope everyone knows that Six Nine's not a good artist, guys. You should know this by now. We don't have to say it. We don't even have to talk about it. You know what? We're done talking about it. End of not days, be Nate. though. Yes. Spillville. That super unclean uh, transition. It was. But no. End of Days is, is fire. I, I love it. I think. I never actually, I can't believe I never like really like dove into Spillville, Spillage Village uh, before this Earth week. Gang J.I.D. team. I, yes, bro. They I are. listened to two whole albums of theirs this last week in preparation for. End you listen. Of you listen to both Bears and then Bears like this too much. I think so. You listen yeah, to both. Uh, yeah, but the you. thing is, I listen to so much that like I, I I need to go back and like decide which songs are my favorite. That's what I'm saying. I was kind of kind of pick and choose the ones with Black because that's my boy. But that's your homie. You're the biggest Black stand that I know. Dude, the yeah, we got I'm the a, Juice World guy and then the Black guy. Well, black as in <laughs> six L A A. I'm sorry, everybody. Please know what I meant. Canceled. Oh we god, don't cancel us. Canceled we, on our fourth episode. We just, we just started. Don't cancel us. <laughs> uh, this is a perfect time for a quick plug. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter. 
at off X, the X top. And please listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud at off the top podcast. Please don't cancel us just yet. We're just starting out. If you're going to cancel us, at least include the at so that like maybe we'll get some cloud off of it. Any don't forget the X's. Don't forget <laughs> the X's in the, in the, in the Twitter as yeah. well. Back to Spillville. Um, end of days, man. I listened to both of these albums and they came out bears like this and bears like this too much. Um, it's actually Spillville's number one song right now, End of Days. It's the number one titled track on Apple Music right now. Um, it's their most popular one um, as far as kind of what they are shown on Apple Music. I don't know about Spotify yeah. and SoundCloud. Um, but, when yeah, you can actually check. Um, but the cool thing about Spillville is that it's a collection of all these different types of artists. And, you know, you got Earth Gang, you got J.I.D., you got Boss sometimes. J. Cole's on a couple of, he was on the last album. I'm, I'm assuming he'll probably be on the next album as well. And, you know, End of Days is sort of like just this teaser for their upcoming project. We don't know what it's called. We don't know when it's coming out. Um, but what we can say about End of Days is that it kind of gives us a glimpse into what we can expect from the project. Um, I know you like the song, Namai, but give me your real thoughts on it. Like, what, what are some things you really took away from this track? I think that like there's been a huge resurgence in like lyrical miracle rap, which I, I I'm appreciating because I feel like I kind of slept on that category for a while before we started like doing this podcast. I feel like I was really sleeping on new releases, and then now I feel like I have like kind of a responsibility to listen to everything no. before we start recording on on right. Monday. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I really like this. I think yeah. It was it was really good. It's just refreshing to hear hear like bars and flows like this. Uh, Dreamville is like MVPs when it comes to that right now. Exactly, they have a very like tribal like primitive sound sometimes too. It sounds like yeah. it's really edgy in a way where it's kind of like you don't really thing, the the oh the yeah thing like does their intonations and, and the flows is just ridiculous. I have a I've question had for you on repeat recently. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I had Quentin Miller and JID's song off of Bear like Bears like this too much. I forget what it's called. Let me look at it real quick. I feel bad that Quentin Miller kind of like got his rap career tainted. Mom because Mom. Of, of Drake. Because of the Drake because of the Drake scandal. This is two times we bring up Drake in the podcast. Um think about it like this. If you are known as the ghostwriter of arguably one of the most popular rappers of the twenty tens. Are you living in his shadow or are you scorned from the genre forever? I think that's a person by person thing. I think it's just I guess so. I look at it as like, dude, clearly the guy's skilled. And yeah. I, everything I've heard from him has been pretty good. So I I like his voice. His talent is his talent is undeniable. I've I've kind of liked you ever listen to CN by Quentin Miller? No. I should I, I need to check that out. I've heard have you heard that song that he has with uh with Travis? And no. Uh, yeah, it's called Go Off, I think. Oh, my God. I'll send it to you. But, yeah, that's a really We're good We're just song. linking and music right now to each other on the pod. Hit Boy, I think, is... Hit uh, Boy. The boy. Hit Boy. Hit Boy. <laughs> I love his tag. It's probably one of my favorite. I, I think and Boy is probably one of my favorite producers right now. He's he's definitely, like, one of the more, like, more credited producers. I feel like he's been a part of everything that's been huge. For real. I mean, he's had like, such he a long career. That I feel like I've never listened to. You know, you know how much it costs for him to make one beat and send it to you? No. Do you? $50,000. Really? Mm-hmm. I was looking Actually, up some it's YouTube crazy that It's crazy that uh, Juice, in the uh, going back to like three topics ago, but <laughs> in the Go video, when Juice said that he charged 200 grand for a verse, I was like, damn. Yeah, he's fucking but worth it. When I think about the people he was working with, right? Like, yeah. Obviously, I feel like with Polo G and stuff, he's probably giving them verses for a significantly discount because they're his homies. Probably for free. And, yeah, even free. But like Halsey and Ellie Golding, like they can afford oh, yeah. to pay 200, 300 grand for a Especially verse. if you're going to be going, yeah, if you're talking about like Juice's pop features, yeah, they're paying that kind of money just because of they know like how popular he was when he was starting to come up with it. The three track run of Lucid Dreams. Oh, no, All Girls Are the Same, Lucid Dreams. And lean with me. It's like one of the things that I'll take forever when we talk about Juice World. Goats. This is kind of like He's the literally dude. goats. We veered away from Spillville completely. Yeah, we're we driving. Did. We're driving away from the road. 
Back to yep. Spillville real quick. Final thoughts on End of Days. Um, you know, like I said, I feel like it's kind of like a tribal type beat. Um, yeah. it, it hits. The only thing that I don't like, it's so long. It's like six minutes long. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, it gives me like a three and a half good minutes. We got really good verse from JID in there. We got a solid hook from Earth Gang. And, you know, Jordan Bryant, she's okay. Like, her singing wasn't that bad in it. And I feel like those are the only three things I'm kind of taking away from this song. Um, it's kind of hard when it gets like a little bit cluttered like that. I think that was. Yeah, uh, there's seven the artists on this song. That was kind of the issue with um, with some of the songs on Revenge of the Dreamers. I feel like it got kind of cluttered with how many people they were on. Yeah. But like at the same time, like you give the song enough, like enough listens and you see the appeal in each verse differently and especially when it comes to this group of artists, it's like, you never know what you're getting from any of them. From so, even J.I.D. and Marembo collab again one more time, which I love yeah, that. Love it. Um, I love those people, man. J.I.D. needs a drop. Oh, yeah, the Ian Dior album. That oh, my God. Well, the, that's the only album that kind of dropped this weekend, I feel like. The only, but, like, you know, Notable. It was supposed to. It was supposed to be Ian Dior and Pop's album this weekend, but we only got Ian Dior's "Gone." Wait, I'm gone, and it was a nine-track album. He dropped three singles beforehand: "Prospect with Little Baby," uh, "Sick and Tired" with MGK, and I think that's it. Actually, I think two singles. Regardless, yeah. uh, Ian Dior's album nine tracks. Some of these songs were leaked. Um, "Paradise" was leaked for a long time. Uh, "Pretty Girls" was leaked for a minute as well. Um, this album kind of put me, oh, Good Day also was a single from this album as well. Good Day. Oh, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. Oh, dang, dang. So we got three singles, uh, two leaks, but basically three new songs that I haven't heard before. And yeah. it's labeled as a pop album, um, pop, hip hop, whatever you want to call it. And it's good. I think it's a really good album. Uh, I think the three new songs, Sickness, Shameless, and Psycho, and even Runaway Kid. Um, these songs kind of speak to a testament of Ian Dior's uh, strength as being one of those top tier emo rappers right now. Yeah. And it's definitely hard when you kind of draw the fine line between pop and emo rap, especially like Ian Dior is. He kind of generally tends to be more pop. I know we've talked about Ian Dior in the past, um, but he's kind of mimicking that Trippy Red type style where he's going to be singing more often than he's rapping. Yeah. Um, Trippy obviously, obviously has bars, of course, uh, <laughs> as I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. Um, but Ian Dior, I think he's still got a little bit ways to go. I think nine album, nine songs is a little too, a little too short, especially when you drop three singles. But I think, in the same time, he might be you know setting something up in the future. I think this might. I think this a is a glimpse. this is like a midway album. Uh, yeah, not even album, I think so too. But um, yeah, I was, I thought it was like decent for where for where Ian Dior is in his career. I feel like. At Still this point, too. he's kind of been in the game long enough that I, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, his lyrical content is just pretty basic. Yeah. And I think that yeah. especially with all the recent releases we've gotten from like Run the Jewels and Flatbush and like uh, and Spillage Village, like we're yeah. getting a lot of lyrical material now. And I feel like that might be part of the reason that I did not gravitate as much to most of this album. Yeah, I will Which say that makes the second sense. track was really good to me um what was it called the second track was really good pretty um, girls and I'm pretty sure. there was pretty a couple tracks where i feel like he really changed his sound which i really liked shameless um, and of, psycho were yeah. the two tracks that i take away from this album shameless um, is super good yes like, like the, these new tracks that he has where he kind of just experiments. It's a very experimental album, which I understand why. You kind of get a glimpse of what he's able to do on each song. He tries a little bit of pop with Pretty Girls. He's got, you know, an emo rap song with Paradise. Shameless is sort of like that dark, like kind of, you know, edgy grunge rap trap sound. Yeah. And even Psycho is kind of like that pop trap mashup EDM sort of thing. Sick yeah. of Tired's more pop punk, Runaway Kids rap, Good Days pop, and Prospect is straight rap as well. Uh, I think it's interesting how his sound is like pretty consistent, but he genre hops like so yeah. much. Yeah, and that's why I think I yeah. Like, I feel like it's 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 like as versatile you can be without being that versatile. Exactly. I 
I, I think that's why I gravitated to him so much. Cause I, you know, I heard industry plant last year and that album sort of kind of opened my eyes to who he was. You know, he had a 16 track full length release and, you know, it was pretty critically acclaimed. Uh, he had a cu- couple good songs out there. Strings with Gunna was probably one of the more prominent features on that Gone Girl with Trippy as well. And you can kind of look back on that album and see, you know, how far he's come now. And it's not so much he's trying to staple himself as just an emo rapper. He's trying to show that, okay, I can make a nine song album and show you this is this, this song is this genre and this song is this genre and this song is this genre and really just try and package versatility yeah. in one con- like compact project. I think that worked for me in my case, you know, I'm a he's big a fan budget, of that. He's G- a budget juice world. He really is. And I was, without wow, I can't the, believe he just brought that up again. Capability and the he's freestyle. sort of, exactly. I, I agree with you 100%. I just think he's one of those emo rappers that are trying to like claim that like emo rap, like King Throne with X and Juice gone. Like he's like, all right, like I'm here. Like I'm pretty much all that's left in a sense. Like Trippy and Ian Dior. Tell me if you could think of another emo rapper. I mean, Kid Leroy, I don't really consider him that just he's yet. super emo, but yeah, I, I not really. I don't know. Yeah, the the way I feel about it is Ian Dior to me, like when it comes to rap rappers nowadays, I feel like I'm kind of looking for something new. Yeah. You know? And I just don't really feel like he like delivers enough for me to like put him as one of my top artists right now. I think he makes enjoyable music. Like I definitely listen to some of his stuff and like have it in 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 a constant rotation. But like I don't think that he is making anything like that is really pushing the boundary breaking or I agree with you. I just think it's one of those like artists that you kind of go to for like, you know, you know what you're going to get. And if you, if you fuck with them, you're going to go back and listen to them. And that's kind of how it is for me. Like this album, there's these, when these leaks dropped, especially paradise and pretty girls, I was kind of all over it. I was like, wow. Like he sounds really good. I like like, Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you know this about me. I'm very into unique voices. I'm very into like sing like singing rappers. I like when rappers like really showcase how versatile they are and yeah. when they sing really well. And I think that's kind of like what gravitates, you know, my attention. Um but with him, you know, it's a nine track album. I don't think it's, you know, too much to take away from it. But with the songs that he does has does have on this uh, project, you kinda like take a step back and you're like, Okay, well, this is all that he can do. So let's see where he goes next, you know? It's kind of like yeah. one of those midway points, like you said. It's a stepping yeah, no, stone exactly. for success. Yeah, totally. I think if he releases a, like a full length project, like I'm like saying like 12 to 15 tracks at least. Um, oh yeah. And he will eventually. We just don't know. Less singles. I think that we could be getting a, a, like a, a really good project from him. But yeah. I just don't do you, do you think when artists drop like two or three singles before an album, do you think that helps or hurts their cause? Personally, I think it hurts it because like you're trying to extend it so much that you're going to be wasting your album. And yeah. for a nine song album, you kind of just diminish the impact if you just retweeted or not retweeted. Yeah, sorry. Also, uh, dropped. Also like, yeah. Also it's like nine songs is like, like nothing if you in the, in the grand scheme of like dropping like four singles like that's like crazy like i, I just think that he, he really didn't give that much new content here and I, yeah. I didn't listen to any of the leaks but even then i didn't feel like i was getting that much new stuff Understandable. Um, i think that when it comes to like like single culture i think that um i like getting like one or two and like i but i need visuals like that's mm. I consider it a good album rollout when they have like a couple good music videos. I'm really into music videos. So so, like, so with this logic, do you think that Lil Yachty doing Oprah's bank account, which that music video for me was probably one of my favorites of all time. It was the, probably one of the most enjoyable music videos ever. Funny. <laughs> I, it was hysterical. I love it. Lil Yachty really takes the time and effort to put that into his music videos. Even Deep Time with Draft Day was a really good music video too. If you haven't watched that, but when you look at these two. Yet. Go watch it. If you look at these two Yachty videos and you go back to his album. And whole time. He did the split yeah, whole time. Whole time too. That was a good so he has three he has three music videos. And then his album. Well, that was, was a long album too, right? It was like yeah. nineteen tracks, something like that. Nineteen tracks. Ridiculous. Long album. See, it's so Yachty's doing it right. I mean, nineteen is probably too much. I like to think that like like twelve to sixteen is the sweet spot. Yeah, anywhere between twelve and sixteen, I feel like is that one. Twelve I think better be hitting on every song. Twelve better be like you're striving for a ten. Like twelve, you're striving for you know a ten out of ten masterpiece. Like you're trying to do something special. Like even ten tracks, the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, but yeah, especially when you're a rapper who doesn't have like crazy like content, I get where you might not want to release as many songs. Because <laughs> definitely like, understand. Like, oh damn, you just released the same song nine times. We go throw it back but to Pop Smoke. I don't think that you did that. He was, he was all right. Yeah, I thought it was a good album. I I felt it was very enjoyable. I think the only two songs I'm going to take off this are Shameless and Psycho. I've kind of already out listened to all the other songs on this album. So I think I'm just going to go back to the newbies, if anything. You know, I'd rate it like a seven. It's it, it's a good album, I'd say. I'd come back to it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I listened to it last night right before I went to bed. And then I listened to it again this morning. And I was like, okay, these are these are kind of my final thoughts on it. But nice. Yeah, I'd um, say it's all right. I'd probably give it like like a five or a six. Like, um, give it a six. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me you give it a six or you give it a six. <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> championing this man dude you, you, champion you, champion champion Dior. Ian Dior. he's an he's an emo rap guy man i gotta i gotta pull up and speaking of emo oh, rappers so trippy red's album pegasus is on the way and it's reportedly 25 songs i don't think that's anywhere the sweet spot we oh, were talking wait, wait, about 25 25 songs and reportedly the deluxe album is oh, supposed man. to be a rock infused genre-esque album are they going to do I mean, one of those things where he releases a whole other album for the deluxe too? That's a very true. I hate it when they do. do that. Just Trippy's release another album. Yeah, he will. Trippy's also coming off the high of a love letter to you for in November, which was, you know, that was probably one of my favorite albums from him ever. And he did album. not miss, he did not miss on that album at all. So Pegasus, you know, people are saying it's going to be really good. I don't think it's going to live up to a love letter to you for just because it's not in the love letter to you series. And it's um, 20 songs. 25 no songs, bro. I no love Trippy. Don't get me wrong. I love Trippy. Believe that. But when it comes to like, you put 25 songs on an album, you know damn well at least half of it's going to be fucking filler. Yo, I feel like it's also kind of a disservice to us because we get we get a grand total of three days to listen to all the music that comes out in a week and then go over it on Monday. I, I don't think people... Yeah, we go over it 25 that. songs. Like, the, come on, dude! I don't want to listen to three hours. That's that's a whole half a day that I lose listening to Trippy Red. That's literally like what the Yachty album was like because there was 19 songs on that, and we're complaining yeah, like, oh, come on, Yachty! Like to pick it up at some point. You got 19 songs here, man. Well, yeah, like how am I supposed to like form an accurate opinion on the project as a whole when I'm forgetting what the first 10 songs sound like by the yeah. end of the album? You know, I, I think it's one of those things where Trippy, Trippy has said in past interviews that he likes to drop twice a year. And in a sense, this is his second time dropping in the past seven, eight months since November. I don't think we're going to get this album super soon, but I think we're going to get it maybe in July. I feel like around the Pop Smoke time, uh, that Pop Smoke oh, yeah. album is going to be coming around. Maybe give it a little competition if that comes out the same weekend, that July 4th weekend. Um, but regardless, I think... Trippy's just going to kind of put out music to put out music. And that's what Drake kind of just did too. I mean, he threw out Dark Lane a couple weeks back or a month back or two. Already and, forgotten. Yeah. I I come back to it for Time Flies and that's it. Not Pain 1993, dude, that Cardiverse? No, I have to go to Dropbox to get to the good Cardiverse that someone edited <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> Cardiverse, the fire. I, wherever the hell that came from, it's still better. And if you didn't see this too, Namai, Drake is reportedly like dropping music super soon. And I just saw, actually, that uh, I think Strap tweeted this out, low-key. I'm, I'm going to show you this on the camera. Check out this. Check out this, like, owl-looking album oh, cover. Cool. This is really cool. If you guys <laughs> haven't seen this album cover on Strap, uh, go take a look. This thing is really cool. It's, like, newspapers shaped into the owl, the OVO owl. Looks like it's, like, the, the New York Times-esque, newspaper-esque sort of thing going on. It's really cool. So I think yeah. he's going to be dropping music soon. Drake music is to me. I feel pretty neutral about Drake. You know, sometimes I get mad that he's as big as he is when, but like, also I get it. So I listen yeah. to his music. I, I don't think he's a bad artist. I, I, Are you, I think he's, some people like go out of their way not to like him because he's popular. I think um, I, I'm so happy that we're going to be talking about this right now. Just because our end of, end of Drake discussion, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Our Drake discussion, our end of day, end of days discussion. Um, Drake, man, you know, he's had a really long career when you think about it. I mean, I think 10 years ago, he, he hit 447K on Thank Me Later. I think it's yeah, like the yeah. 10 year anniversary today. And, Crazy. you know, thinking back, like he hit 447K on his, you know, second album, like his debut album. Like, that's crazy. 
Like, yeah. I don't know who's doing that on a debut album anymore. Like doing four forty seven k. Like Uzi, Uzi barely did four. I mean, Uzi did three thirty k first week for Eternal Take, and that was delayed for two years. Yeah, <laughs> Drake had Drake had uh, you the best, and that one song with Timbaland before Thank Me Later came out in twenty ten. What is that one song yeah. called? I mean, Say like, when it comes to Drake, he's just like numbers wise too consistent. Like the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, I like. I think that there's definitely like artists that I relate to more personally, and I think that's why I like them more than him. Um, yeah. But I mean, like the dude's consistent, and like he doesn't yeah. drop like objectively bad music on a no, regular. No, I just think if you really want to know who Drake is, just listen to anything before views. Like anything yeah. before views, I pretty much like. You know, I, I grew up a huge Drake fan. Like, Take Care was like my album when I was ten years old. Like, I love you know, that even album. think even Thank Me Later. Like, I was I just learned what iTunes was, and I just got my iPod Nano when I was like ten or eleven, and that's all I would bump was just Headlines, Crew Love, Headlines, uh, the Ride, my first rap literally song. Headlines, Crew Love, uh, the Ride with the Weekend, and Underground Kings was also another favorite of mine from Take Care. Nothing was the same though. That's the best album he's ever made. A simpler time, dude. A simpler time. This is when Drake was like on his way to the peak. And he was just so consistent. Like every project after like so far gone, every project after that, up until views just kept getting better. Like in my, in my opinion, like his ascent, his ascension was just a gradual climb to the top and he hit it. Like once views came out, like that's his, that's his creme de la creme. Like that's his album that he's going to be, that's, that's his classic. That's his essential album. You want to know who Drake is, go listen to views or nothing was the same in my opinion. Yeah. And obviously a lot of different other uh, people are going to say, Oh, you know, take care is his number one song. That's what he has his Grammy for. And a lot of people say, no, like nothing was the same as his best album. I think I'm going to say his best album was nothing was the same just because of how versatile that. he is on that album. And everyone loves that album too. Though. I like Take Care. I think Take Care is my favorite, but nothing was the same as a close second. Right. Um, but yeah. But Drake now though, that's kind of where things get, you I know. Just enjoy it. I just feel like it, there's just, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> he's 34. He's definitely kind of reaching that sort of, you know, old head yeah. stage where they kind of start to try and stay with it. And obviously, the, his fan base is still the lo- as loyal as ever. I mean, he's still the valley. Driving. The valley of Drake's of Drake's career has to be the fact that he made a song specifically for TikTok. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably. That, I mean, he's a marketing genius, man. of course. I mean, You're dude, Kid Leroy did it. Kid, Kid yeah, Leroy but did Kid it. Kid is sixteen. Yeah, and Drake's sixteen years older than him. So what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Drake's just catering to Millie Bobby Brown. He asked. Oh my god. Advice. Also, like all that stuff surrounding Drake and like that sort of thing, like that's just weird stuff. I think it's just like what people like to make speculation. People like, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think any of it's real. It's just people like kind of hyping it up on Twitter. Yeah. What are your final thoughts on Drake, though? My, I want to, I want to hear your your final take. I I let, I let the music speak, bro. Drake doesn't have much of a personality, in my opinion. He's kind of too big for that. So, like, when he drops music, I listen to it, and if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I'm not yeah. gonna hate him just because he's popular, like. <laughs> no. But I'm also not gonna like him just because he's popular. Exactly. I feel like that's how everyone should be. Namai has the golden mindset when it comes to music. Oh, dude, just be open-minded. Let the open-minded to music, bro. Please be open-minded to music, and please be open-minded to us. Yeah. We are off the top podcast. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at OffXTheXTop. And I do sure want to give. I do want to give one oh, yeah. shout out before before we get off. Go ahead. Uh, I want to give a shout out to. At rap is fun with two ends. Wow, the goat account who has been who's been interacting with us since the beginning, beginning, giving us advice and helping us get followers. So, shout out to you. And rap is uh, fun. We appreciate you heavy, 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 and we will always. And we appreciate uh, all of you who are listening right now. All the new listeners. Yeah, if you get to the very end to get to our shout outs and our plugs, like. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate you guys. Um, like I said before, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at OffXDXTop. And please be sure to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off The Top Podcast. Rap is fun. We love you, man. You keep doing your thing. You're probably the most positive account on hip-hop Twitter. And the world will not be the same without you. So you keep grinding. We'll be back next week with more music, you guys. Uh, we appreciate it. And that's been it for us at Off The Top. See you guys next time. Hey, I'm
minimalist breast, I don't settle for less. I'm a slap box a bird and then tear down the nest. I'm a champion, try and put me to the test. I'm up all day and night and I don't need no rest. Keep making this music cause my music slap. Give me some money, I will not pay back. No ADHD, but I can't stay on track. 24-7, all I do is foul. All the ladies want me cause I look like a snack. Send me a nude, I will not send one back. I'm a flirt, baby girl, please do not get attached.